When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These clips go right to the biggest challenges that rising and senior executives face and brilliantly illustrate the top sources of power. Why did I become an executive coach? I saw lots of great people fail to get ahead at work while their much less talented peers blew right past them. That made me furious, but also curious. What were great people getting wrong? It came down to helping them re-examine what drove success and then helping them make critical shifts one hard truth at a time. Feel like you're doing everything you were told, but you're not moving ahead at work nor having the impact you seek? Then welcome to 97% Effective with Michael Winderoth, where we skip feel-good, happy talk and engage experts in pointed conversations about what it really takes to move the needle at work and your career. So if you feel stalled or frustrated or seek that extra edge as you move to the next level, then look no further. This is the Hard Truths Playbook you never got. Hi, I'm Michael Wenderoth, and welcome to 97% Effective. No guests today, just a short episode to celebrate one year. That's right, more than 52 shows with guests from around the world tens of thousands of downloads of 97% Effective, all with the singular goal to better understand power and influence and how you can harness them to accelerate your career and impact. In honor of that milestone, I'm going to share two things today. First, memorable moments, a few of the most thought-provoking guest insights from the year. And two, a sneak peek, a look at where 97% Effective is heading in its second year. So first, those memorable moments, five of the juicier clips from my esteemed guests. And these clips go right to the biggest challenges that rising and senior executives face and brilliantly illustrate the top sources of power I identify in my book, Get Promoted, What You're Really Missing at Work That's Holding You Back. Those sources of power, political skills, your network and relationships, visibility and brand, and executive presence and communication are strongly linked to career success. Just look at the evidence and research that I break down in my book. Moreover, I think these clips will get you to rethink effective strategies and behaviors that propel us, but that most of us, especially good people, dismiss because of the typically negative associations we have that these strategies represent. In my executive coaching, I have found people need to hear the hard truth in different ways, from different angles, from different voices. And that's why I launched this podcast. As a proud aside, I want to give my own book a quick shout out. Honored that Get Promoted received two honors from the International Book Awards. 2023 winner in the business careers category and named as 2023 finalist in the business general category. 
Haven't yet read Get Promoted? Get your copy on Amazon. So to the clips, may they be fuel to challenge your thinking, and may they embody the show's goal to dispense with feel-good happy talk and speak instead to the hard truths of what it takes for good people to get ahead. Number one, your political skills. As we rise, we have to work through others, peers, reports, our bosses. That puts a premium on knowing how to influence others. In fact, political skills have been shown to be a better predictor of promotions than intelligence. But influence feels to many of us to be manipulative. Listen here to what Giselle Timmerman, founder of Positive Work, had to say about that. In the workplace, we also have soft tactics like complimenting someone so that they'll like you better or using listening skills like acknowledgement, which we know can cut the time it takes to resolve a conflict in half. So effective? Yes. Is it morally wrong? I don't think so. So that's an example of positive manipulation. And I think that this is something we should take seriously in our lives and in our leadership when it comes to making sure that we're allocating resources towards the right goals. Bottom line, understand what your larger goals are and that you're going to need to find ways to work with others who may have competing interests, different viewpoints, or resources that you don't. Up number two, networks and relationships. This is hands down the driver to generating new insights, new opportunities, and serious advantage. Knowing those different than us, having allies and powerful sponsors. I had a great conversation with Michael Melcher, executive leadership coach, about his new best-selling book, Your Invisible Network. It's a 3D look at networking and relationships and how to practically harness them to transform your work and life. Listen to what he had to say. Building your network is not about finding more people you like. I mean, it's nice when you like them, but you have to get beyond the idea of looking for people who you like or who are like you in spirit. That is just a very, very limiting strategy. Yeah, your feelings are not a guide to what you should do. So you feel weird. So you feel awkward. I don't, I don't care. I don't give a shit at this point. And I, I say that as somebody, I'm the most feelingest feeler guy ever. Like I have tons of feelings all the time. And I've just learned that they're not the best guide to action. The first reason is that when you are engaging in this, you're disrupting something. You are disrupting the way you're currently living. And in a way, you're disrupting the lack of contact between you and another person. So yeah, it feels a little bit different from just hanging out. Number two, it can feel uncomfortable. Well, all growth feels uncomfortable. That's what growth is, is you're trying something different. If you do not feel uncomfortable in your life, you're probably not growing. And if you do feel uncomfortable, there's a reasonable chance that you're actually doing things that you know have growth potential. And the third is the way you feel anticipating something is not the way you will feel doing it. Right. So, you know, I, I, to this day, am not excited about going to the gym and I will have to push myself into doing it. But once I go, it's okay. Once I walk through the door, I sort of know what to do. And after I actually do some sort of workout or another, I always feel good about myself. 
So if I compare what I anticipated would be my feeling with how it actually is once I'm done with it, it's totally different. And I just know that this works. So people, 90% of people's hangups are from the initiation side, not from the other side. And the fourth thing is that people generally like it when you reach out. So I, I just read this fun phrase, which is nobody waves, but everybody waves back. Right. And so to be effective at building relationships, you're actually going to be doing stuff that most people don't do. You're going to take the initiative. You're not, you're not like joining a party that everybody's already there. You're kind of starting the party yourself. And that, that just means you're going to have to put a little bit more out there than other people are, but it will be, it'll be beneficial. So all this is why I would say, yeah, you can recognize your feelings, but but don't take them so seriously all the time. They're they're not really great guides to living. Bottom line, you keep your head down and think one-dimensionally that networking is for extroverts, you are shooting yourself in the foot. On to number three, visibility and brand. I absolutely loved my interview this summer with Lisa Bragg, that is her last name, author of Bragging Rights. Most of us hate self-promotion and bragging, but she's out to, rightly in my view, get us to rethink being overly humble and deferential. And she's out to show us how to brag without being an obnoxious jerk. What she had to say. Let's bring it on because 85% of us actually wow. want to hear you brag. We want to hear those success stories. So that that was amazing when I read that. I was like, oh, awesome. Okay, good. And then uh, it was 12% said they would ignore you. Okay, that's a good number. And then 3% said they'd turn around and brag about themselves. So I'm good with all of that. You know, we don't need everyone to like us. And so just let those 12% go. But we're cheering you on. We want to hear success stories, which I think is counter to this era we've been in where it was it's always been talk about your failures 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 but so many of us haven't even talked about our successes yet bottom line this is about advocating asserting and assuring your voice and greatness is heard and not overlooked time to stop being invisible and thinking good things will take care of themselves on to number 4 Executive presence and communication. Oh, this is such a huge topic. The lack of presence I have seen holds so many rising and aspiring leaders back. There is a premium to coming across and being perceived as leader-like, to being seen as leadership material. And how you show up, how you communicate with impact has so much to do with that. But the real dilemma my client's face is the following. And I'll phrase it as a question. How do I show up confident when I'm not totally confident or I have doubts and we know the downsides of overconfidence? But if I don't show up with strong confidence, I will get penalized and be seen, particularly in my company, as weak or incompetent and I'll never move ahead. On this dilemma, listen to Don Moore, professor at the Haas School of Business and author of the amazing book that you should pick up, Perfectly Confident. He breaks down the research, his own research, of how you can perfectly navigate this dilemma. This trap catches many leaders. In some of my writing, I've attempted to provide good advice for honest leaders who recognize that trap and don't 
want to fall into it. And there is good news on this score that you can maintain as a leader, you can maintain your credibility and also deliver honest and self-critical assessments by saying, for instance, I'm confident that the probability of this project's success is 70%. You're not lying to people and saying success is guaranteed. We're going to succeed no matter what. You're saying, we've done a thorough analysis. We've considered the risks. We've red teamed this and tried to identify all of the weaknesses in this plan. And there are real weaknesses. There are ways in which it could go south. The world is unpredictable. Pandemics happen. Administrations change. Sometimes the wind blows in a direction we hadn't anticipated. So I'm not going to pretend like that's not a risk. But we have a plan, and we know to how to identify those risks when they come our way. Basically, I'm confident this project has a higher probability of success than the alternatives. Success is not guaranteed, but this is the best course of action forward. Bottom line, showing up, sharing probabilities can help you thread this needle. You've been listening to 97% Effective with your host, executive coach, Michael Winderoff. If this interview is making you think, make sure to share it with a friend. Now, back to our interview. And finally, two quotes I loved on leadership, which really go to the fear most people have that they won't be liked and they will disappoint people. First, Ron Carucci, leadership expert, managing partner at Navalent, and author of Rising to Power. Listen to what he had to say. Your power is meant to be used for greater good. And you have to appreciate that leadership is the ability to disappoint people at a rate they can absorb. And you have to be able to use your power to do that. And compassionately and empathically, but clearly. And second... Maggie Neal, Professor Emerita at Stanford University. She had a really good insight and comment on being liked. Listen in. Part of the reality is, is as you move up in leadership positions in organizations, you need to move the organization in ways that may be in opposition to how other people, some people want, right? Maybe good for the organization, but there are going to be people who are going to have some, incur some cost with that change. And so one of the things that you need to come come to an awareness of and peace with is that you will be less liked typically as you move up in the organization. So my response is, if you need to be liked, get a dog. In <laughs> fact, get a rescue and save two lives, right? So, you know, we've got to find ways where we can, we can find the love that we need and it may not be at work. So there you have it. Some of the top insights memorable quotes from 97% Effective celebrating one year. In the second part, I want to give you a sneak peek to what's ahead in year two of 97% Effective. First, I will be creating more bite-sized episodes to highlight top insights from past guests, particularly on challenges I see with executives that I coach, navigating conflict, dealing with double binds, getting over, being liked. Second, I'm going to continue to maintain the focus on power and influence, but will broaden the lens. For example, got guests lined up where we're going to talk about what does religion have to say or guide us on the use of power? What insights can experts on the topic of trust 
teach us? What can we learn from comedians about thinking on our feet and diffusing explosive, tense situations? And of course, we're going to stay with a broad variety of people and look at what non-Americans thinkers have to say. Want me to explore a specific topic? Want to recommend a guest, particularly someone whose voice needs to be heard? Contact me directly. And to end, finally, a thank you. Thanks to the Audivita team for production, coaching, and support of this podcast. And a wave, he's there right now, to my main producer and man and coach, Chip Davis, and a huge Go Eagles to Sean Hettinger, who runs the talented team. Uh, Secondly, to my wife and kids for their infinite patience, to my amazing guests, big names who came on, but also to the lesser known stars who have done amazing things by building power that I want more people to be exposed to. And of course, to you out there for listening and tuning in each week. Appreciate your comments, ratings, and reviews, and sharing the show with a friend. May our second year be 97% effective. See you next week. Thanks for listening to 97% Effective, where we skip happy talk and help you break through and ascend one hard truth at a time. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, you can get free resources, including the first chapters of Michael's book, Get Promoted, on his website, www.changwinderoth.com. That's www.changwenderoth.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.